It is the Crowcast. I am Carell, and uh, welcome to the sunset on my patio. You know, a lot of people are getting tired of social distancing. This morning at the park, um, I saw skateboarders, many, about eight uh, all told, between the roller hockey and the skateboarders. And it made me angry because our governor, with great pomp last night, uh, banned and closed the skateboard parks. Uh, and made it very clear, you know, stay home. Things are still climbing. Things are still getting bad. And I know a lot of people, you know, here, I'm, I'm, I see a lot more people on their patios, a lot more people, you know, walking. But I also see the people that we're not talking about. Rachel Maddow's talking about them. I planned on talking about them. You know, my friend Gary Bowie died of COVID two days ago. He's 55 years old, I believe. Um, and you know, the head of Being Alive Los Angeles, and you hear these stories, and you hear a lot of these stories now, the young nurse, the doctor, the healthcare workers, the Walmart worker, the, the checker, you hear these stories, and they're great stories for the news to hear, because, uh, and when I say that, it's relatable. Suddenly, COVID is you. And the media and everyone involved in this needed you to feel that COVID was you. Uh, so you got scared of it and stayed inside. Because the truth of the matter is that in my community, in Las Vegas, in Long Beach, where I used to live, in the nursing home where my mother was, um, you know, in the places that I used to walk by every day, Alamitos, Belmont, and, and uh, just the other places, and stop with Ember or Attila and, or other dogs that I've had, uh, and just, you know, greet people and say hi. Um, that's where the horror of this is going on. Uh, in one facility in California, which uh, not far from where I used to live, about 50, 60 miles, uh, the, there's so many people started getting COVID uh, that the workers just didn't show up. And so they had to evacuate. Now, I remember right before this, Donald Trump saying he wanted to cut Medicare. And boy, is this cutting Medicare. I mean, is this really, when all is said and done with COVID, those that are really, you know, that the, the demographic that will have definitely taken the brunt will be the senior demographic. It will have killed more people in that demographic. And when I say senior, I'm, I'm pretty much 65 and older. Because you can be in a nursing home and not be 80. You can be there with a broken hip. You can be there with you know, uh, 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 back, uh, if you had back surgery, you can be recuperating from back surgery. There's a lot of reasons you can be in a nursing home. You don't, you know, have to just be there for uh, old and infirm. In fact, when my mom was in one, a lot of people there uh, weren't old or infirm. It's cold in Las Vegas. I can see snow on the mountains right there. <laughs> um, so, and I just wanted to be outside to remind myself that, um, because like you, I don't want to say I'm going stir-crazy. I stay home a lot. But because I do stay home a lot, the I really value going to lunch, you know? Because I do stay home a lot, I really value the interactions I have outside of the home with other people. And now those interactions are gone. And so now I have no really human interaction except Steve Cabral and my neighbor right across. And that I value that so much. Uh, so I'm not downplaying that. I'm very blessed to have it. Um, 
You know, I've been trying to turn everything around about how blessed I am this morning having my tea with my, my little gas fire. <laughs> Good thing I had my fireplace fixed. Uh, my little gas fire going. And when I was sipping tea and listening to Emily Sande and I'd fed Ember and I just looked at my condo that is paid for. I do not have a condo payment. Uh, and I just thought, wow, are you blessed? You know, you're blessed. You're so blessed. And the ones that aren't blessed are the, the ones that people are, that it's easy to forget about. I don't know where the microphone even is. Oh, it's right here. I'm sorry. I don't know what the sound is going to be like. You know, back in the day of AIDS and even now, um, it was easy for the world to forget about AIDS because it wasn't them. You know, it wasn't them. Oh, sure, there was the occasional straight person or the occasional whatever, and that made the news, but... Gays dying during AIDS didn't really make the news after a while. It sort of just was, that's the way it was. And what we're not seeing in the news now, the national news, are the nursing homes where in one nursing home, 40 people have COVID. In one nursing home, you know, 12 people have already died. In one nursing home, eight people of the staff have already tested positive. We're not, we're not seeing these stories. And... You know, having spent time in nursing homes, A, most of the people there aren't quite ready to die yet. I know you think they are, but they're not. Um, some of them are in their 70s or 80s, and they're there because they simply can't be anywhere else. They don't have family, or their family won't take care of them, or they have chronic conditions that require dialysis three times a week, and they simply cannot get to dialysis three times a week. So... There's a lot of different types of people inside of nursing homes, okay? You, you hear assisted living or assisted care facility, and you just think, oh, an eight, you know, a hundred-year-old. No, there's a lot of different scenarios in there. And I got to know this because I started going to a nursing home every day for two years. And I would see the people that would come and go, short-term stay, short-term side. And you'd see the ones who were there that were dying, that were, you know, in their 70s or 80s or 90s, and they were at the end stage of some kind of illness, cancer or diabetes or whatever, and it was the end stage, and the family knew, and, you know, they were on hospice care or whatever. And then you had those somewhere in the middle. They weren't going to get out in a week or two, but they might get out in six months, you know, if their breathing improves, if they're whatever, or... Or uh, they actually live there. They live there because they, they get dialysis three times a week, plus they get something else, plus they get something else. However, they might be 65 years old. There was a woman next to my mother. She was 72. Her family came all the time, had dinners with her, lunches with her, everything else. But she lived there because she had two chronic conditions that required medical intervention five days a week. So they just had her live there. So when you hear nursing home... You know, don't think, don't, don't stereotype it like when you heard gay, you know. These are people. These are people, and many of them still have dreams or hopes. Many of them still have family connections. Many of them still have pets. Many of them still have so many things. And more importantly, many of them still have life, and they are clinging to it. And COVID is coming along and it is just decimating nursing homes. It is just taking them out. And we're not hearing it and we're not caring about it because we kind of just expected it. Well, it's going to kill the old people. That's not acceptable. 
You know, some of those old people are my friends. Cher's an old person. She's 74. Well, she's not in a nursing home. She hasn't fallen down and hurt anything yet. You know, I mean, or she can afford to do it at home. Lady Gaga, with the injury that she had, would have been in a nursing home if Lady Gaga hadn't been Lady Gaga. When she had her uh, meniscus surgery and all of that, she would have basically needed to recover uh, given the amount of rehab she needed uh, in some sort of rehab facility. And so any place where there are, we are finding now, statistically, any place where there's a group of older, compromised individuals, or just compromised, just immunocompromised for whatever reason, congregate, meaning nursing home, a care facility, assisted living facility. A assisted living, that just means someone could come and help them do laundry and, and help them with their medication, or there's a, a cafeteria for breakfast, lunch, and dinner where they go and they eat you know, breakfast. Bessie, my, when I met Bessie, my, Karen's ex-mother-in-law, she was 95. She lived to be like 103. Uh, and she was in an assisted living where she had her own apartment. She went down. Oh, and she, she had a cat chained to a bed. I don't even want to talk about it. But anyway, she um, it caused a big falling out between her and Jake, uh, her grandson. But anyway, um, uh she would go down, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and she would get her breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Any medications that she needed, she would go over to the little pharmacy that they had uh, and get them at the time of day that she needed them. Uh, this is assisted living, and it was assisted living for people who had good money, you know? Yes, I'm touching my face. I've washed my hands. I've been at home all afternoon. I'm not going to be paranoid in my own home of touching my own face because I'm outside. So assisted living, when you hear that, don't think of that some infirm person in a bed where they're wearing a gown or, you know, and, and they're on a... No, assisted living could be apartments where there's a communal dining and there's a pharmacy and there are people on staff that can go to the apartment if they fall down, if they need help getting dressed, you know, that sort of thing. That is assisted living. Okay. Oh, my bird is here. It's right there. It's gonna, it might come over here on camera, which would be really cool. I say it's my bird because it comes every afternoon now and comes up on the patio, comes up, oh, drives Ember crazy, just drives her crazy. And it knows that, I think. I think it's a game that it and Ember plays because why wouldn't they? Um, so we have, to, we have no federal response plan for the aged uh, or for a disease that is attacking the aged. We have none. We have no backup facilities for these people, like in, in where was it, Riverside, Magnolia, wherever it was, where they, you know, evacuated them. I remember trying to find a bed for my mom. I'm sure Daniel Charleston can relate to this. His mother had glioblastoma, cancer, you know, John McCain's cancer, and trying to get her into a facility after she had the debulking, it's called, where they go in and take out some of the tumor. Um, you know, trying to find a facility, a decent facility, it was hard. And it came right down to a deadline with the hospital where it was like the hospital was going to ship her to one of their choice unless he had another one. I mean, it got that close because it was that hard to find a decent facility. You know, so the people that go into these facilities are not necessarily always there. And there's no backup plan. There's no, there's no other facilities to ship them to. These facilities are at capacity because as Americans, we do not take care of our elderly. And we have so many sick and falling apart elderly because they were sick and falling apart adults. And I don't mean that they deserve to die. I just mean that they're of a generation that were told that steak and potatoes for dinner and smoking was all good for you. Okay, and we all know it wasn't. So they're paying the price for that. 
you know, my parents' generation and even the upper end of my generation, I guess. I'm 57, 5.7. So it's, it's weird to think of yourself as aging. You know, today I got a card from AARP. Uh, it's weird to think of yourself as aging when you hear these news stories. See, that's what I mean about this crisis of the elderly. Um, we can hear these news stories and ignore because we don't think it's us. Oh, it's the gays dying of AIDS. That's not us. Until it's your brother, your sister, your cousin, your mother, your, your dad, your uncle, whatever. Um, and then we can hear the story as well, you know, the elderly are just being wiped out. You know, it's, it's sad, but they're old and they're in nursing homes anyway. Until you're in a nursing home or until your mom or dad is in a nursing home or until they're in assisted living because they fell down or because they're recovering from a surgery. Until they beat cancer. They beat cancer, but they need some extra care. You know, and suddenly it, it, it sweeps through the ward. You know, this, the, there are so many COVID deaths that are happening that aren't just COVID deaths. People who need life-saving treatments that now can't get them because to get the treatment, they have to be tested for COVID, like chemo. You can't go get chemo now unless you are tested for COVID and negative. But you can't be tested for COVID unless you meet the criteria. So if you don't meet the criteria and you need chemo, you can't go get it. So your cancer is going to progress. This is where we are. We have no backup systems for any of this, and we have none for the old and the aged and the infirm. We had no backup system for our hospitals. What happens to our hospitals if our hospitals can't take the load? What happens? What, we send Navy ships? That's the contingency plan? We turn, we turn uh, uh, churches into hospitals? That's the contingency plan. The greatest country in the free world. And our contingency plan is, if our, come here, honey. She came out here wanting something. If our hospitals are full, uh, she hates the birds and it's sunset and she hates the sound of the grackles. It must be a very loud screaming. You're going to hear them too. It must be a very loud screaming for her. So anyway, so what do we do, Miss Ember? What do we do? Well, we're not going to get a federal response out of Donald Trump. So I hope that the governors like Cuomo and Newsom uh, and other governors, Governor Sisolik here in um, Nevada, I hope you are made aware of the problem that our seniors and those in assisted living and congregate care facilities and those that take care of them. You know, we are, they're piss poor, you know, the people that take care. The people that took care of my mom, most of them couldn't even speak English. These are, these, a lot of them were illegal. The, you know, these are piss-poor immigrants, basically, taking care of our elderly people. And they're getting sick. And they're getting broke. And they're getting afraid. You know, and why do we have so many seniors? You know, around here, there's, there's an elderly couple that live there. And when I say elderly, I mean they're probably in their 80s, late 70s, 80s. There's a wonderful woman over here. She's in her 70s. I have a lot of seniors here uh, in, in my complex. Uh, that oh, I just got to keep my ears warm. I have a lot of seniors here in my complex uh, that uh, are still able to live on their own. They're not, they don't need assisted living. They might need a little help. I have one down here at the end. She gets picked up three times a week by a medical transport service, and she's partially, she has some sort of vision thing because she wears those big polarized glasses with the sides. She wears them all the time, so she must have some sort of sight thing. 
uh, but she's still able to live here and walk her dog. And so this is sort of the next, this is the, the pre-assisted living here for some people. And for some people, this is it. We have people that die here in their 80s and 90s. Uh, there's a gentleman over here, he's at 94, 95 years old, and he's, I see him, I saw him today, out in his bathroom. <laughs> well, his bathroom is open. <laughs> his old bodies. <laughs> Who cares? When I'm 94, if I want to walk around in my bathroom with my old body, luckily he wears pajama bottoms. That's a fantasy, yes, thank God. Um, the bird's listening to my show. So we, we're, we are, um, we're seeing the, the negative outcomes of a lot of our life, a lot of our, the way things are set up, but we're not having any discussions about why they're that way. In other words, Rachel Maddow just talked about the, the horror at our nation's... Uh, I hope the birds aren't overpowering me. They're loud. My grackles. Uh, at, our, at our nation's, uh, you know, nursing homes. But she didn't talk about why we have so many seniors in them. Uh, a, why it is a culturally acceptable thing that when mom, dad, grandma, or grandpa just requires too much care, they're just tucked away. What is too much care? See, are we not learning from this that it's better to do health care at home? That it would be better to work with every family that has a person in a nursing home to have that person home with nurses that go to the home. <laughs> Make the nursing at home instead of nursing homes. But that wouldn't just require a governmental assistance and shift. That would require a societal one where we say, no, we want to have our mom and dad and our grandma and grandpa age in place. You know, we, it also requires us to watch people grow old and die. And we seem to have a real problem with that. We make old people mutilate their faces to look young. Streisand has, I love you, Babs, but you know what? You, you've done a lot to your face. Share all of them have, and they, a lot of them look great. Bette Midler looks good. They look, you know, some they all look kind of good, at, in certain angles or whatever, but they look done, you know, like operated on. I want to, I do, uh, but you know, I lost a lot of weight. They didn't. They just got old, you know. So we we don't ask ourselves these questions. And then when this silent minority does start dying, we almost act like it's acceptable, just like we did with gays. It's just gays. They're a minority. It's just old people. We've got to stop with the it's just. It's just Jews. It's just, it's just, it's just. We've got to stop with the it's just. It's not just old people. It's our old people. It's our old people, the people that we love the people that built this country, the people that built the corporations and factories and everything that we now enjoy, the people that, yes, screwed things up, but also the people that made things better. There are old people. There are sick people. And yes, the, the people that ate their way to sickness and smoked their way to sickness. And yes, 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 all of it. But they're still ours. We should have a plan for them. A humane plan. The way we're treating old people right now, Miss Ember, the way we are treating, you know, the families of old people, making them visit through windows, making the last time they see each other be on video phones, that's the best we can do for these people. And we're accepting it because woe is us, we're locked up in our mansions. 
I mean, really think about it. I'm locked up in a thousand square feet a day and I still get to go to the park twice a day and I still get to go to the grocery store. So, you know, oh, woe is me. Yeah, wartime is hell. I can't get bananas. I can't. Uh, you know, and yeah, the stores are starting to run low and now they're starting to limit the amount of people inside and it's starting to get to where you get like 80% of what you go for. It's starting to get dicey. But still, we're not forgotten. Like, do you guys even follow the stories in your own community? Have you looked, like, in your community, what's happening with the care facilities? Have, have any of you checked your local news and looked at your local news to see, like, what specifically, like, done a Google search for COVID, you know, nursing homes, Marin County, Co you know, whatever, wherever you live, you know, L.A. County, Las Vegas, Clark County, wherever you live. Have you done, as I have, it's dismal in every of the 50 states. Even in states that are barely hit by COVID, the, ones that, the places that are being hit are the nursing homes, the long-term care facilities, the rehab facilities, the places where people congregate. And again, we, I'm not just blaming Trump for this. We have no federal backup plan for this. Like there's not one in place already. Like Obama didn't have a federal backup plan for what if all of the nursing homes start getting a bug and we have to empty the nursing homes. What do we do? They just assumed there'd be room in the hospitals. But what if the bug is also affecting the general population? We never, we didn't plan. You know, this, this COVID is really showing us how, as a people, we got caught with our, our pants down on so many, like economically. Corporations didn't plan for, what if we had to close business for a month or two or three? What if all revenue just ceased for a month? They just didn't ever think that could happen. And then here it is. It's happened. Oh well. On brighter news, brighter news, on brighter news. Is there brighter news? There's plenty of bright news. Birds are singing. It's spring. Easter is this Sunday. Tomorrow's the day that they, all the Christians are mad because uh, they think the Jews killed their Christ. Uh, and then Sunday is the, I want a zombie tree so bad for Sunday. I want, I want an Easter tree. But I want, a, I want an Easter tree and I want it to have 25 ornaments. And 24 of the ornaments are famous dead people as zombies. Like on Christmas balls, but as zombies. Or even just little ornaments. Um, you know, zombie Marilyn, zombie Prince, zombie Michael Jackson, zombie, you know, zombies, little zombies. Uh, and then at the top of the tree with his arms open and the stigmata, uh, Christ, of course, the most famous zombie of all. Uh, I would love a zombie tree. I would love that. That would be so much fun. If I were an artist and I were so bored over this Easter, I would create a zombie tree. Oh, I would create a zombie tree. <laughs> so, I, if I were Bert, see, I need Bert. My friend Bert Critchfield could do this. He's one of the few people on the planet that I know that could create a really Tim Burton-y looking zombie tree with some sort of willowy looking tree and then zombie, little little mannequin zombies, little action figure zombie, you know, little zombie uh, ornaments, little ornaments that are famous dead people as zombies and have that be your Easter tree uh, and have Christ be in there somewhere because he is, of course, the, the most famous zombie and they are celebrating him. Uh, his being a zombie this Sunday, because when you rise from the dead, you're a zombie. That's what you are. That's what we call it. 
Now, he, you might have said, well, yes, but he, was, he had the Lord in. And, you know, okay, well, he, he's a holy zombie, and he's a Christian zombie, but he was still a zombie, because when you rise from the dead and you let other people feel your, like, like touch my stigmata, <gasps> not on the first date. Jesus, literally, no, that's okay. You can keep your stigmata. Uh, and you're like, hi. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I never got Easter. I never, uh, growing up even, I never got Easter. And we, we were religious and I never got it. I thought, wait, they're celebrating him rising from the dead. But then he goes out and preaches for a while and then ascends into heaven. So when do they like finally celebrate him like being, you know, on the throne, you know, sort of thing? Is that Easter? Is that Ascension Thursday? Is that, when is it? Yay, he's finally home. He's finally there. Bravo. Uh, I never got any of that. That's not Christmas. That's when he was born. I guess Easter. Uh, he's risen. But, you know, as we all know, rising is just half the battle. That's <laughs> what you do when you're up. <laughs> it's noisy. Uh, well, it's not normally... I mean, it, how do I say this? You all are hearing a lot of... <coughs> yeah, see? Y'all are hearing a lot of noises that you don't normally hear, like birds, uh, and like we just heard there. Uh, because there are no other noises. There's no street noise. Normally, there's two very loud streets over here, Flamingo and Buffalo, and there's hardly any cars on them. Uh, normally, there's a loud city of Las Vegas over there, and there's not, and that noise does travel uh, across the valley normally. You, you know what you haven't heard almost this entire time? What have we been talking? 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever? You haven't heard one airplane. Not one. I live, McCarran Airport's right over there. It's right, it's, it's right back there. Uh, and the planes go right here all day, all day long. Uh, one, and they either go left or right or forward, uh, mostly left or right. Um, in the mornings they go to the, what is that, the north. So they either go north or south or west. <laughs> well, what do you know? Because if they want to go east, they have to turn around, so they, they'd still have to. Uh, but anyway, um, and you haven't heard one. There's, there are no flights. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing if we, you know, want to keep this pandemic down. But, and, and this is, and see, and this is why, but they, and they, they didn't want to tell you that. They tried to at first and you weren't listening. So then they made the whole coverage about how this is you. This is the young nurse that's getting it and, and dying. This is the 25-year-old, the 36-year-old. This is the, well, statistically, no, it's not. Still, it's still ravaging the older community. I mean, in some cities, when you hear they have, you know, 28 deaths, 20 of those could have been at just two different nursing homes, you know. Amber just hates, hates the grackles. And, you know, she can hear them. And she sits there just like that. She sits there and listens and just like at attention, like at unease. Her ears are not forward. She's not happily listening. She's listening. And she does this every night with the grackles. Isn't that something? All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I love you. It's Thursday. Maybe I'll be here tomorrow. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know what we're looking at camera-wise here. I don't know. I don't know any of it. I just know that um, there's no federal plan to help the people that need us the most right now. And that is, A, our seniors and those that are compromised, like my friend Gary Bowie, who had HIV and AIDS. Uh, he didn't have AIDS. He had HIV. Um, uh, and... We can't forget them because it's just a silent majority or minority. You know, they don't have a lobby group. They don't have, 
you know, there's no senior care advocate. There's AARP, but, you know, they can, they can only do so much. You know, who is the voice of these people right now? Who is out there saying, please help those in these care facilities? You know, please make beds available for them so we can test everybody in one facility and get anyone that tests positive to a different facility. You know, please help us, help our, our care workers. Please reinforce our care workers. Send reinforcements. I think so many people in this country are screaming right now, send reinforcements. People who can't pay their rent, they're saying, please. I mean, my neighbor said, could you get through to unemployment? Thank God I don't have to. Uh, but, you know, people, they can't get through. So, okay, you get, you get fired, you, you go on the, the dole, but you can't get through to get on to the dole. And meanwhile, you've got to eat and you've got to, you've got to have actual cash. And no one is taking into, you know, the, where is this into account that, my God, you know, it's not just a broken system. It's not like, oh, well, the, 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 the job, you know, the well, unemployment system is down. That's not a news story. Every day that it's down, that's someone that can't eat. That's someone that's having to pawn things, sell things. That's someone. This is real life that's happening. And COVID isn't just the cause of our pain. Our failed systems are the cause of it. You know, Bernie Sanders tonight spoke about we've got to get a national salary going at least for the short term. We do. You know, we've got to get Medicare for all, at least for the short term, whatever. We've got, we've got to ease the people's worry and the stress or we're going to snap. If I'm feeling the stress and I'm not even sequestered, you know, and now they're talking about in L.A. and everything going through till May, people are just not having it. And here in Vegas, they're saying May 10th, the earliest, and people are not having that. They're like, that's another full 30 days of closed casinos. No. And, and there's this battle going on. They're like, yep. And people are like, and this battle is going to be the loudest battle now. People actually are getting antsy. They want to, look, I haven't got it. I didn't get any symptoms. I want to get back out. People that have had it are testing positive again. People that have had it are becoming asymptomatic again. We don't know enough about this virus to let everyone back loose again. We just don't. Because the people that are going to suffer most are the ones that we don't hear. The seniors, the poor, the Walmart worker, you know, the old Walmart worker in their 50s, in their 60s, in their 70s. The old checker in her 60s, in her 70s, in his 60s, in his 70s. The person that's in the long-term care facility because their family, they don't have any family or their family simply cannot handle their Alzheimer's, but they're still there for the most part, you know? These are the people that are being wiped out, just decimated by this disease and no one, really, it's like, who's talking about them? Oh, yeah, the old, the old, yeah. I am Carell. Have a good weekend. Um, you know, may you not have grackles <laughs> bothering you like my little girl is. She hates those grackles. Uh, be who you want to be, Slung didn't hurt anybody. I love you so much. Don't forget, oops, I'm, <laughs> my camera's falling. Ah! Don't forget, uh, we fundraise uh, all the time at the website, reallycorell.com, $4.99 a month through Patreon or one-time donations. Uh, through GoFundMe or however you want to do it, PayPal, whatever. We really appreciate it. And that's at reallycorel, R-E-A-L-L-Y-K-A-R-E-L.com. Thanks.
GoFundMe. Just click a little button and then GoFundMe. I'll be so very appreciative if you fund me. GoFundMe right now. Just go to reallycorral.com and click on the GoFundMe link and give a one-time donation, please.